Having trouble managing your valuable collection and finding price transparency in the sports card market? Me too. That's why I use CardHedge. CardHedge is a brilliant price analysis and collection management tool. Track all your grades across PSA, CSG, HGA, SGC, BGS, and as well as your raw cards. CardHedge pulls their research from sites like eBay, Starstock, MySlabs, and Golden Auctions. You want an accurate picture of the sports card market? Yeah, me too. With over tens of thousands of cards in their system, CardHedge is the definitive sports card price guide. Quickly search by card, player, or set. Sort by price or percentage change. It has a lot of awesome advanced features. So what are you waiting for? Join today for only $14.99. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to JD Sports Cards. JD here with you on a uh, Sunday morning. And uh, we're going to do a little episode of Cardboard Diaries, uh, where I just ramble on about kind of a couple thoughts I have in my head and uh, get them out there to see what you guys and gals think. I uh, hope everybody had themselves a great weekend. Uh, pretty busy one for myself, but youth sports are winding down, so that's kind of a good thing. Take a little break here with the holidays coming up. Uh, so, oh, and as always, you know, if you're new here and you, you like what you see in here after the video or watching for a few minutes, feel free to, to subscribe. Uh, and all the other YouTube uh, mambo-jambo that goes on. Uh, I'd appreciate that. But anyway, uh, so let's talk. The first thing, uh, over the last few weeks, months, I don't know, uh, I've noticed that uh, prices are, are somewhat kind of dipping again. Um, and here's what I'll say. You, you, if you are in the mindset that you can list a card really, really high and it's going to sell, uh, unless that card is something extremely valuable like a Michael Jordan rookie card, LeBron James patch auto or you know you know what i'm talking about something crazy um I, I just i think you might be disappointed a little bit uh you know as you guys know if you've watched this channel for any amount of time now uh i am a part owner in a sports card company card hedge it's scrolling across the bottom there uh feel free to check out the link in the uh video description down below but one of the things that that does is I am literally, literally operating in card prices multiple hours, seven days a week. Uh, whether it's loading cards, whether it's looking at cards I want to buy, whether it's looking at my own cards. And I have a very good feel for where the market is at. Um, a lot of the graphs and charts that we display uh, while some are going up, others are going down. So what I think and what I'm hopeful for uh, is that we are getting our hobby back. Um, and what I mean by that is this. Sports cards, baseball cards, basketball cards, football cards, hockey cards, even you know trading cards like Pokemon and whatever else. At heart, are meant to be fun, 
they're meant to be something you do, you know, to pass the time. It's it's a hobby that you started as a kid, whether you're reliving your youth, whatever it is you're doing, right? Uh, it's not, it was never intended to become big business. And COVID set up, you know, the perfect storm where the entire country and world was basically at home for months, if not a year, uh, sitting around on their laptops and, and doing stuff to pass the time. <clears throat> well, now we're at a point in, in this hobby where, you know, we, we ran through the gauntlet of January and February of earlier this year. Cards came really crashing down uh, after that. Uh, then they, they, I feel they stabilized after a, a big time correction. Uh, then they, you know, somewhat, especially baseball cards, you know, depending on who you had, whether it was the Otani mania this summer, or it was, you know, Tatis, Guerrero, Soto and Soto was down for most of the summer. Um, but baseball was pretty exciting this year. So. While there were some price increases, uh, things weren't crazy. And to me, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, I've mentioned before that I am a big-time Kevin Garnett collector. Uh, I, I've actually, now I'm looking up at my, my little boxes in front of me, and I've entered my third box now of cards dedicated solely to KG. His prices, I stopped buying his cards for a good five, six months, maybe even a little longer. Uh, they were just getting out of control, um, like way out of control. And while I do think he's still criminally undervalued, um, some of the prices were were just a little, little much, a much. Um, but people were paying him. So, you know, who am I to fault the seller or the buyer uh, because we were acting on the information we had at that time. And, you know, earlier in the year, I think a lot of people were under the impression that this is very easy and you can make a whole heck of a lot of money at it. And I'm just going to go all in uh, and, and not really have any caps or reservations about what I do and how I spend my money because everything goes up, nothing goes down. Well, you know, I, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble and I don't want to be negative, but if you don't pay attention to the national news or anything like that, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I watch the news religiously, uh, but I, I have watched the news this week, uh, a little bit last week I caught, you know, the consumer price index is up to 6.2%, which is the highest level it's been at in 30 years. And what the consumer price index is, is basically inflation. So the higher that number, the more expensive things are like gas, food, clothes, just daily shit we need to buy. Uh, and I don't know about anybody else's situation, but I have four kids. Um, I have a wife that's finishing up her master's degree uh, and is not currently working. So we are a one income family and thankfully I make a very good salary. Um, but things are expensive, you know, groceries, 
groceries is, is one of our big, biggest expenses. And if I didn't have other sources of income, I, I don't, I don't think I'd still be buying cards. Um, just wouldn't have the excess cash to do it. Uh, you know, groceries are up like 40%. It's crazy. Like we were buying the same stuff at the grocery store and it's costing us a whole heck of a lot more. Um, and we're not buying filet, you know, I mean, we, again, four kids, you're buying chicken nuggets and, and juice boxes and, and fruit and things like that. And it's, it's definitely, you know, you definitely realize it. So I think people, you guys need to, we all need to understand that, you know, while comps are great, they're a reference point. And it does not mean that the next sale has to be more than the last sale. Because what happens, I think, is we get lost in the fact that the market and the demand within that market is going to create the next sales price. So if I sell something for $50 today, that doesn't mean that tomorrow I could list the same card and get 60. I might get 40. I might get 30. Uh, you, you just don't know. Um, so you have to you have to think about that when you're pricing your cards and you're using, you know, whatever it is you're using to, to do your pricing homework, look at the trend, right? And that's the nice thing about card hedge. You can see those trends. Is the card trending up? Is it trending down? Is it worth selling? I have a lot of cards that I bought over the last two years that I, I effed up on and I don't need them. I don't want them. It was money that I just kept buying stupid crap. Uh, and, and there's really no need for me to have it. And, and thankfully I caught myself and have totally switched gears in, in my buying and, and purchasing stuff. But some of the stuff I couldn't give it away. Um, so it's like dollars that, you know, it's, it, I, I've lost money now. It's not money that's hurting me financially. Uh, but it is, as I'm looking at my, my card shelf here, it's, taking up space and driving me insane. Um, and it's all right. It, Cause I can give them to my kids and like, we can look at it together. There's nothing in there that if, even if they like colored on it with a Sharpie, I'm going to like cry over. Uh, but you know, and, and on top of that, I think people need to, especially myself, right? You can't outsmart the hobby. And what I mean by that is, you know, I, I've, I was a big fan of doing my homework and I still am a big fan of doing my homework and finding rarity, uh, within certain products. And I, and I did that, um, with some cards that I thought, oh, wow, these are really undervalued. But the bottom line is, you know, if you look at the amount of sets that are produced for baseball, there's there's close to a hundred different baseball card sets. Maybe, maybe it's not that high. I'm just guessing off the top of my head. But if you remember back to one of my videos I did recently in the last couple of weeks, I threw out a stat that there in 2018, Otani's rookie year, there was 2,095 different Otani cards available to purchase. 2,095 different cards. That's just silly. 
So when you when you look at all of these different options, you know, if you're a collector, great. If you're trying to do some of this stuff to flip like my I am to get into other cards, then you got to stick with what sells. And what sells in baseball is flagship chrome. Flagship chrome and Bowman chrome. You really don't need to go anywhere else. You know, you, you really don't. Um, sure, you can, you know, I like Heritage. Um, I do like Sapphire a little bit. Um, but, you know, for me, and, and if you watch my video on the refractor hierarchy I just did on in Topps Chrome, I, I literally give you the information to tell you what you just need to buy. Um, and it, it's backed up by by data. Uh, it doesn't lie. So there's no need to, to like overthink it here. Um, if you buy the cards that retain the most value, you're going to be all right. If you buy a bunch of stuff like I sometimes tend to do, trying to get a little too cute, eh, you might not be that thrilled. Um, so, you know, just something to think about there. Uh, but getting back to my point, with with the cost of everything being so expensive, Christmas is coming up, right? We're, we're essentially right now, we're in the holiday season. And sure, people are going to look to buy things, whether it's, you know, a girlfriend or fiance trying to buy something for their 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 hubby that they still or new potential hubby that they they still love, um, you know, or you're trying to buy something for your kids or you're just trying to buy something for yourself. Uh, you know, there's going to be that. But I think overall, uh, with everything that's going on in the, in the current landscape of the, of the market, we got to really start thinking about, you know, have we do we need to reset our thoughts as far as what this hobby entails there are multiple marketplaces to buy cards on uh which hurts um you know there's nfts coming out which is taking money there's crypto which is taking money uh now there's 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 just a lot right uh so if you are a true collector, right? If you're just a collector, then you're looking, you're listening to this right now and you're laughing. Uh, if you're someone like me, who's kind of 50, 50 doing it a little bit to, I, I definitely collect. Um, but I also, you know, buy to sell, buy grade, sell whatever I do to, to try to move into some other stuff. I, I, my thought process has changed. Um, it's changed. I'm simplifying what I do. Uh, and, and I'm not going to get too cute moving forward here. Um, and, and I think also right now, um, there's some really good buying opportunities out there. So, you know, do your homework, figure out what you're looking for. Uh, check out the various sites, whether that's eBay, MySlabs, PWCC, Facebook, whatever, wherever, wherever, right. There's just, I can go on and on. I could do a video on just the places to buy. Um, but there's advantages to all there's advantages to all of them. All right. Uh, all right. Second part of this video. I want to just touch on some card grading stuff real quick. You know, when you're when you're in a, a bunch of these groups on Facebook, um, whether it's PSA stuff or basketball cards, baseball cards, SGC specific groups, CSG specific groups, HGA. Um, when you're in these specific grading groups. Uh, you you kind of see a lot of the same posts over and over again. 
Um, and if you're, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I, I, I don't get it. You know, I got this this card. It's a gem mint, and it only sells for, you know, 50% of a PSA 10. That's bull crap. I got this card, and, uh, you know, it costs more to grade it than it did, to, you know, for me to sell it. Well, that's on all of us. Um, yesterday, I was doing a little little searching for some cards, and sometimes I like to do generalized searches, and you can do this yourself, and it's it's definitely worthwhile. Go type in into eBay search SGC baseball and notice the cards that come up. Then go and search CSG and baseball and notice the cards that come up. Sure, you can find some, some decent cards when you do the CSG search. But I want to just touch on this for a minute because people people bitch and moan about comps all the time. Well, go look at the search and look at the cards that people are grading, and then they wonder why they don't sell. You know, card grading was never intended to be this mass-produced thing. Um, and that's what it's become. I'm not going to argue that. But card grading was, was you know, you grade specific cards, uh, high dollar cards, things you want protected on your own, whether it's to certify an autograph, whatever it is, right? And then as, as the years have moved on since the late 90s uh, to recently, it, it's essentially become the standard way to buy cards. Um, most people in the market are looking for graded cards. They're not looking for raw cards. Uh, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But, and this is the big but, if you want to make money and you want to bring value to a product, I would suggest then you send in cards to get graded that people want. There's not a huge demand for 91 Tops Baseball. Sure, maybe the Desert Desert Storm parallel. Maybe there's de there's demand for those. But 91 Donross, 91 Fleer, 92 Fleer. There's not a lot of demand. So when you're sending this stuff in and, and you're going to say, and, you know, oh, well, it's $8 to grade. Well, it's great that it's $8 to grade, but it's a two-cent card. So you're costing yourself eight bucks. Because people aren't going to pay a premium for a two-cent card. However, if you send in, you know, a nice Michael Jordan insert or a Giannis rookie card or whatever it is, right? Some some Marvel card, I don't know. And there's a market demand for it. You're going to get good money. So you need to really think about, we all do, what we're sending in. I, uh, I just put together a CSG order this weekend with my buddy. Uh, and I, I started with 106 cards. Got it down to 50 cards. Then I got it down to 28 cards. And that's what I decided to send in. Um, and what I've learned, and my buddy asked me the question. He's like, well, I'm surprised with the cards you sent in. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, it's our first time sending the CSG. Um, 
you know, I, I'm surprised you're sending some of the stuff you're sending. And I said, well, here's the thing, man. What I've learned is from, from my time with SGC, if you send in shit, you're going to get shit back in retail value. So you got to send in cards that people want or, or rare cards that people are looking for for their collection. If you do that, you're going to get good market value. If you don't do that, you're going to get frustrated and bitch and moan in the Facebook groups. So use some use some common sense. Just because it's cheap to grade a card doesn't mean that you have to send them the card to get graded. If you can take advantage of the cheap price to, to double up, great. But 92 Flair Michael Jordan cards, they're, they're a dime a dozen, right? But you send in a Noise Boys, now we're talking. Now you can ask whatever you want because they're rare and there's a huge demand for them. You know, but the amount of garbage that people send in, and, I, and I'm not knocking it, but I'm just I'm just here to say, when you're complaining about resale value, look at what you have. Look at what you have. Do a better job screening your stuff, right? There's a lot of eight and a half Billy Ripken era cards out there. You can only get so much. So something to think about, you know, I'm not trying to be negative Nelly, but it's just, you know, I, I was laughing to myself yesterday because I'm I like CSG a lot. And I like I like their slabs. I like to buy their stuff, but <clears throat> weeding through the crap to try to find something, it's hard and it, it, it just I lose interest. So anyway, that's it for me for this week. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the day. Big football day coming up. Uh, have yourselves a great start to the week and, uh, I will see you soon. Take care.